and dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for Pop Culture Friday! Congratulations, you have made it to the end of the week, and your reward is a fresh episode of Pop Culture Friday, jam-packed with the latest news in pop culture. And I am your loyal servant here to give you all the deeds, a job that I take extremely seriously. There was a lot of news popping this week. The Bachelor franchise had a big week in terms of things going on and news coming out. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Ellen a little. We're just going to, we're going to talk about all the hot topics. There's, there's some stuff, you know, that you come here for the stuff and I'm here to give you the stuff and there is a lot of stuff. So why wait any longer? Let's get into the stuff. Our first story is a big one and it's out of Bachelor Nation. Tasha Adams will replace Claire Crawley as The Bachelorette. Strange, I know. Let's hear more. Claire Crawley is being replaced by Bachelor in Paradise alum Tasha Adams. Quote, the producers have told her that the season will still lead with Claire and her short-lived journey and will show Claire falling in love with one of her suitors. And then Claire will conclude her journey and announce that Tasha is the new lead. The shocking update comes just weeks after production officially began on the 18th season of the ABC dating competition series. Unlike past seasons where contestants travel around the world on a journey to find love, Claire and the contestants were to remain isolated in a Palm Springs, California resort for the entire duration of filming. A whopping 42 men were announced as contestants, presumably because alternates were needed if any tested positive for COVID-19. Okay, so something like this has never happened before in Bachelor history, and what a big surprise that it was Claire to bring it to us. I'm totally not. I'm totally kidding. I'm not surprised. Um, that's part of the reason why I like Claire. And let me just say this. I like Claire, but she. there are some things about her that I don't understand all the time. Doesn't mean I don't like her. I think she's authentically herself. And that is one of my favorite things in a person is just someone who's like unafraid to be themselves. 1000%. And through everything we've seen with Claire, she's not afraid to be herself. She's not afraid to lead with her heart and her emotions and and things like that. So I I I admire those things about her, but I'm not surprised because we have seen in all of the shows that Claire has been on, Juan Pablo's season and then Bachelor in Paradise, she falls fast and hard. Like she and she has said that before, like when she falls in love or when she is very into someone, it is like all consuming and I mean, yeah, obviously every relationship she's been in has fizzled out because she's still single. So we know that she falls fast and hard. And she has said this. We've seen this from proof of the other shows that she's been in. So I'm not surprised that within a couple weeks, she maybe found the person that she wants to be with. She wants to pick. I don't know if she's engaged. I have not heard you know, rumblings of that. There's always rumors going around. Reality Steve is always hot on the rumor mill, but I have not heard any reliable sources say that they're engaged. I have heard some reliable sources say that there may be complications, not complications. It makes it sound like a heart attack or something. It wasn't. (laughs) There may just be some talk and some confusion or some fuzzy areas about if she was talking to some of these guys uh, via social media while quarantine was going on. And um, if she was quote unquote cheating during that time, which I don't know if it's cheating, the goal is to find love, whatever. If she found love, that's great. It doesn't matter how she got there. It's unfortunate that we weren't able to, we weren't privy to seeing her fall in love. The part of being the bachelorette is that America is privy to seeing you fall in love. If America's not seeing that, then why are you our bachelorette? 
so there are some and I'm sure we'll we will hear this when after the final rose and when we wrap the season and we do a recap, which we always do, we will hopefully hear the truth about if she was talking to someone or multiple guys while quarantine was going on. Because if you remember, everyone, they were about to start. They were just about to start filming and the lockdown went on. But they had already announced her guys for the season. They had already announced her guys because they were about to start. And so all during quarantine, like she had time to rightfully so, like check these guys out on Instagram, check them out on Twitter, check their LinkedIn, just make sure, go on Google and see what comes up. If they've got, you know, any weird shit that comes up, she was able to do that. And like, I don't blame her if she did do that. Maybe some of them reached out to her. Maybe she reached out to them. I'm not sure. But I mean, it would have taken a very like, mentally and morally strong person to just be like, I am going to avoid everyone during this process, during this quarantine, and I'm going to wait till the show starts again. Honestly, Claire Crawley, from what we've seen, Claire's only intention for any of this is love. I think of anyone else that we've seen on The Bachelor, Claire has proven to us that she ultimately wants love so bad and love is her first priority. In terms of like fame and other kind of clout that comes with being the bachelorette, which we all know that clout and fame come with being the bachelorette, she seems very uninterested in that. I mean, Claire is just obsessed with love. And that's that's great for The Bachelor. <laughs> we want someone who's obsessed with love. So I'm not surprised that she put finding someone like made that more important to her than, you know, being loyal to the rules, the quote unquote rules of the show. I mean, uh, overall, if this is what happened, if she was talking to someone and she they were talking and then they met and they had two weeks and on the show or whatever, supposedly they were filming for two weeks and she found the person and they're together. I, I mean, I don't know that I'm mad if they're in love. That's great. I mean, that's what the show is for. For Claire's sake and for the fact that I know that she falls hard and fast, I hope it I hope they have a foundation and they can continue to date and it can turn into something. Next news. The second part of this is Tasha being picked as the Bachelorette. I think it's a I think it's a fine pick. I think, you know, Tasha is great. I think we saw her personality blossom a lot in Bachelor in Paradise. You know, she was on Colton's season. She was in the final four. And honestly, I don't think anyone's personality blossomed on Colton's season. For some reason, none of those girls, I don't think, um, showed their personality all. I mean, Hannah G did was like just the most boring person ever on that show. And I, I don't think, I think she showed a lot more personality in Bachelor in Paradise and now on Instagram and things like that. She has a personality. But on the show, I got, I mean, she was, I, there was like nothing. It was so boring. I would just see them suck face all the time. And I was like, is there more here? Um, So I don't think any, and even Cassie, I remember I, I didn't, none of those girls, we didn't get a, and I don't know if it was just the editing or anything of how they edited it, but I don't think we got to know any of those girls' personalities, which is unfortunate. But I do think with Tasha's case, she bloomed a lot in Bachelor in Paradise. Her, you know, relationship with John Paul Jones was really cute. We got to see how she is in a relationship that's fun and and really gets her stimulated and laughing. I mean, she was laughing so much with him. So it was definitely a different relationship probably than it was with Colton. So we got to see her personality more. And I think she's a great girl. She is she's so beautiful. She's so attractive. She's funny. She's smart. She's 20. I think she's 29 or 30. I think she'll be 30 uh, next month, I heard. So she is not 23, which I'm so glad to see. So she's a mature woman who probably knows more of what she wants. And I think she'll do a great job. Besides that, the other big important thing is that she will be our second bachelorette of color, which is amazing. And then, you know, next season with The Bachelor, Matt James is going to be our first bachelor of color. 
So we'll have two seasons back to back with people of color. I'm this is great. This is great for what's going on in the world right now. And it's great for Bachelor Nation to get with the times. It's long overdue that they uh, you know, took a stand and made the show more inclusive. I would love to see in the future other, you know, ethnicities. I would love to see an Asian bachelor or bachelorette. I would love to see a Latina bachelor or bachelorette. And so I would love to see those things. But I think it's a great first step, you know, long overdue first step. But I'm glad that we are here. I think Taisha will be very worthy of it and do a great job. I don't know how they're going to do the logistics of it. I had heard rumors that some contestants that had been voted off were asked to come back and they're basically just going to start all over. They have already filmed two, two weeks of Claire's season. So I don't know if they'll just... Maybe they'll keep all of Claire's stuff to one episode. I mean, I don't know. And then they'll give Taisha the rest of the season. Granted, I don't know. The rest of the season will probably be three weeks, three, four. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be abbreviated. There's no doubt that Chris Harrison and the Bachelor producers are probably working overtime trying to figure out how they're going to do this. I have no doubt that they will figure it out. They always pull something out of their assholes. So I have no doubt. We shall see. This you just can't make this shit up. You really can't. I mean, I don't know how they keep getting so lucky with all this new these new things that had their way. I mean, it's just it's incredible. Every time I'm like this show, every time I think I'm done with this show, something else ridiculous happens and I'm like, "Well, maybe after this season." And I just can't let it go. Enough on that topic. Let's move on to our second story of the week, which is also Bachelor Nation related. Becca Cuffrin and Garrett Uringen? I don't know how to say his last name, you guys. It's the, it's the strangest looking last name I've ever seen. Anyway, Becca and Garrett have called it quits, supposedly. Two years after falling in love on season 14 of The Bachelorette, a source tells E! News exclusively the couple's engagement is off. In recent weeks, the reality TV stars were subject of split rumors after Becca revealed Garrett's social media support for the, quote, thin blue line, quote, a pro-police slogan associated with Blue Lives Matter movement, and it caused a riff in their relationship. That conflict is part of the reason why the source says that Becca and Garrett are going their separate ways. Quote, Becca is still very upset with Garrett's comments and the controversy surrounding it. Their lifestyles don't mesh anymore. Garrett wants different things, and they have come to the realization that they aren't compatible anymore, end quote. Okay, so a lot, a lot to unpack here too. Um, when all of this was happening in Minneapolis and there was a ton of social media coverage and people talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, Garrett posted, he posted a, you know, a black square, which is great. Everyone posted a black square. But then the following day, he posted um, a Blue Lives Matter type of thing in support of our police force. And um, I don't know that it was the correct time or place for him to do this. He supposedly, from what I have read and heard and from what Becca has said in other interviews, she has the Bachelor um, Happy Hour podcast with Rachel and they've talked at length about it there. He has a lot of family members and close friends who are in the police force. He feels very connected to the police force, which I, I understand that. So he has said that he has a lot of family and close friends that are in the police force and he feels a duty to just stand up for the sacrifice that they make every day going to work and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. So he made, did a social media post about that. And he obviously got a bunch of backlash. Becca is very famously, very progressive and 
in her thoughts and in her what she thinks. She's always been very vocal about that. Um, so there was a, it was a weird situation between them, and we kind of saw it play out on the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast as Rachel and, and Becca talked about it. It was just it was weird. You could tell there were things going on. They're currently not spending time together. Garrett's on like some trip with his boyfriend boyfriends gosh it's not the same for girl saying girlfriends and boyfriends garrett is on some trip with some guy friends <laughs> just that's so funny and i'm not sure what becca becca's probably back in california they relocated to california recently and they own a home together or they're living together i should say um so they are spending time apart we've seen that via social media i I thought this was true. I wasn't surprised to see this. They this has been happening for a couple weeks now that they've obviously there's been tension. But Becca commented on this photo. E News posted a photo on their Instagram page that linked to this article. And Becca commented on it, LOL, some source, huh? And she made some comment about the article. And so I don't know if this is true. It sounds like, you know, based on her comment, LOL, you know, I the, some source or whatever she said, it sounds like there might be um, some exaggeration to this. That being said, E! News usually doesn't publish things and, unless they have a credible source. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure where we stand on this. If they have broken up, I would not be super surprised. But if they haven't, I also wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, they've been together for almost two years. They have put a lot of work into their relationship. Becca seems very, I mean, she's very progressive in, in her thinking and in her views politically and things, but she's also like, uh, she's very, she seems very committed to like making things work. I know she's been through a lot with Ari and her relationship with Ari. She seems very committed to like having love and working on love and working on her relationship and, and things like that. She's always really seemed like that. Even when she was going through the thing with Ari, where Ari was struggling and really missing Lauren, she seemed very committed to like letting him figure his things out in order to get back to a good place in their relationship. They never got back to that good place, but um, sh she's proven that she's a woman who's willing to put in the work. So I I'm not sure if this is true. Maybe we'll have more updates by next week, but I had to throw this in there because it was breaking news yesterday. Moving on. Story number three. Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti share a cozy photo from a recent reunion. Kristen's Instagram followers were pleasantly surprised to see the Laguna Beach stars post a photo together on Tuesday. For the photo, Kristen sat on the One Tree Hill star's lap as they stared demurely into the camera. She aptly captioned the pic, 2004 or 2020. During their time on the MTV reality series Laguna Beach, the then high schoolers had a notoriously on and off relationship. Despite their tumultuous romance and love triangle with Lauren Conrad, the exes stayed friends over the years. Okay, so I saw, I follow Kristen Cavallari on Instagram. I saw when she had posted this, I was just scrolling through my feed. I was just scrolling through my feed and I saw it and I will admit my jaw almost hit the ground. It did hit the ground and I, I just thought it was great to see. It was awesome to see it there. It just brought, brought back all the memories. Uh, there are a lot of people saying like, oh, they're getting back together. Her and Jay Cutler are getting a divorce. Obviously, we saw that. That had initially started out as messy, but it seems to have calmed down some. Um, so, and I guess he is single too, from what I have heard. Uh, I, I personally do not think that they are getting back together. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people out there that really want to see this happen. I saw a lot of people commenting I'm so here for this, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's, you know, they're going to be together, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, I don't necessarily think that's true. In fact, I don't think that's true at all. If they did, 
That'd be amazing. That'd be that'd be quite the story, <laughs> quite the happily ever after. But I, in my heart of hearts, don't think that they're getting back together. I do think that they were high school sweethearts. They have a lot of history together. They grew up together. They obviously have mutual friends from you know growing up together. So yeah, if if you're both single and uh you know want to catch up for a lunch and post a picture of you two together, like I think that's perfectly fine. And I think that it's natural for two people like this once time, I mean, a lot of time has gone by since they've broken up, let's be real. They didn't break up two years ago, like they broke up like a decade ago. So time has gone by, she has been married and had kids and moved on, him as well. Like, I would just hope we get to this point and I want this for all like previous exes where like, you just you move on from like the fact that of the person you dated in high school and like it doesn't have to be weird you have a friendship you can have like some form of friendship you're not calling each other every weekend or hanging out every weekend but like you have some form of friendship and can respect and like enjoy one another but and like just accept the fact that like you used to date and it was a long time ago and you're different people this is the thing when you're in high school and when you're 33 like she is you're different people like she was so annoying in high school <laughs> i was so team elsie by the way uh in the laguna beach days i mean she was a, i mean she was an annoying like and she was bitchy like let's just be honest she was bitchy and how many times did we have to listen to that awful Stephen? oh my god Stephen! like oh it just rings in my head and so i was not like a fan of her but i do think that she has much it seems like she's matured a lot she seems like she has her shit together but she seems like a very different person and i think that's the way it should be so i think this was awesome i think they just wanted to break the internet honestly and let's be honest kristen cavallari's google search feed is probably full of jay cutler things and you know now it's not now it's full of stephen coletti things so she definitely switched up her google search feed which is i mean good for her it's, And I think that it's just one of those things where they were like, you know, let's all the Internet rumors are going to go. They knew that was going to happen, of course. Uh, But it was just one of those things where they're like, let's break the Internet. And and so they did. And we know Kristen likes to do shit like that. So I'm not. I think this was a great move. I think it made my day, brought back all the feels. And I I think it's great. I don't think they're getting back together. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm going to I'm sticking with that. They're not getting back together. This was a friendly reunion of exes and, you know, childhood friends because above all their childhood friends getting back together and shooting the shit and you know what we're all adults here we should be able to do things like this so good for them story number four various celebs come out in support or against ellen in claims of her show being a quote toxic environment the ellen degeneres show continues to make headlines as various celebs make their sides known Katy perry diane keaton ashton kutcher kevin hart Jerry O'Connell, and more figures from the world of Hollywood are the latest stars to voice their support for Ellen DeGeneres. The A-listers made reference of their past relationships to the TV show host, describing her as a kind person. All right, so this is, we talked about this, we addressed this story last week, and we talked about these allegations coming to light of the Ellen show being a toxic place and Ellen being not so nice. And and we mentioned this last week, it has continued to develop. And there has been a lot of hate towards Ellen. But there's also been, as I mentioned, a lot of celebs that have come out in, in support of her. I think the one thing I, I will point out here, and I hope everyone else is noticing this, but the thing I'll point out here is that the celebrities that have come out in support of Ellen, they're all like A-list celebs. These are big names. Katy Perry, Ashton Kutcher, Kevin Hart. I mean, these are big name celebs. Like, I'm not surprised that Ellen, like, treated them all well and that their staff, like, had their shit together 
when these people were there, if that makes sense. So from what I've, all the reports I'm hearing, it's not just that Ellen is mean, it's that her staff is rude to people, her, her staff isn't happy, they're grumpy, they're not good to deal with, it's just a chaotic, toxic place. So it's not just that Ellen is mean, it's that the whole place is a dumpster fire, basically. But I am not surprised to hear that they are less of a dumpster fire or the dumpster fire is less apparent when there's an A-list celeb you know, that this, that's on the show that day. Let's be honest, like they get a variety of stars. Some days it's more of like, they'll have some social media stars on or something. Um, they'll have some YouTube people. I mean, there's like lesser stars that come on the show. There's le- days when it's not as exciting. And then there's days when big, you know, A-list celebs come in. Like, it makes sense that they have their shit together more when Katy Perry's there compared to when they have some YouTube, you know, makeup person there, which Nikki Tutorials was one of them that came out and said when she was there. Nikki Tutorials is a, um, a makeup guru on YouTube. She was on the show and she came out and said that the whole experience was really strange. It was a really weird, weird setting and that it was not a fun place to be. So it makes sense that they are caring a little more maybe or hiding the dysfunction more when Katy Perry's there compared to when, you know, a YouTuber is there, I should say. So I don't know. I just, when you have more than a handful of people coming out and saying the same thing, you know, backing up claims, um, it's hard for me to turn a blind eye to it. You know, it's hard for me to say, you know, one or two people could say this just trying to, I don't know, to spite Ellen. But when it's a whole like group of people who are agreeing and saying, yeah, I felt that too. Or yeah, I, I saw this toxic toxicity as well. It's harder for me to, to like turn a blind eye to what they're saying. I just, it, I don't know. And this is, I said this last week, but it's hard for me because I love, I've always loved Ellen. And I've always thought of her as a very joyful, happy, caring, compassionate person. And I've always thought of working at the Ellen show would be like a party every day. And maybe that's just me being naive. Maybe I just, I don't know. Maybe I should have thought better because I've worked in TV and I know that it's hard to put that shit together. And it's not always what it seems. But to hear that it is such a stark contrast is very strange and very upsetting and very disappointing. And I don't know what to believe at this point. I will say a lot of uh, people are talking about canceling Ellen, like as in cancel culture, like cancel, you know what I mean? And then some people are talking about literally canceling her show. Her show needs to be canceled and they're talking about a replacement coming in. There's been talk that James Corden is going to take over her spot. I don't know. I like James Corden, but I don't know if that would be the ideal setting for him. I don't know. I inter- I'm not a cancel culture person. I don't think Ellen needs to be canceled. I do think people need to be held rec- accountable for their mistakes, regardless of how famous or how much money you have. Like there are consequences to certain actions. And if it's a shitty environment, then maybe that needs to come to light and there needs to be some some changes made. She has stayed relatively quiet about this all. And I don't know if that has helped or hurt her cause. I'm not, I have not decided yet. She released a statement to all of her staff This was like a week ago saying that, you know, she didn't know a lot of this was going on and she's sorry and she's going to make changes and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if I totally believe she didn't know what was going on. I mean, maybe she didn't. It's a big show. There's a lot of people that work there, but to not know any of what your culture is. And I do think that the culture of a company or the culture of a show like starts from the top. So if your boss is a dickhead and your boss is has a lot of bad energy and is is just 
not great to be around like that flows down to everyone else and it it infiltrates uh but if your boss is a great person if there's a lot of positivity if there's a lot of inclusivity if it's just a generally nice organic happy place to work that flows through everyone else so I think that there's probably some problems here. I don't think Ellen should be canceled figuratively or like literally. I I just think that people need to be held accountable. And it'll be interesting to hear how this continues to progress. And if more things come out, I'm going to keep talking about it because it's huge. I mean, this is a huge deal. Ellen has been on the air for such a long time. She's so well known. She's such a famous person. It's just And she's built her brand on be kind to one another. So it's not even just that she's a big celebrity. It's that her brand and her show is built on this notion of kindness. And to hear, like I said, that it's such a stark difference from the image she's pushing is startling. And I think it's going to continue to be news until it gets resolved some or until they move forward. All right, you guys, I would love to leave you on a happy note, but this our last story is kind of sad for me, at least. And I, I mean, if you're here, you like pop culture. So this has got to be sad for you, too. So our last and final story of the week, E! News has been canceled after three decades on air. A representative for the network confirmed the show was canceled due to the financial fallout caused by the coronavirus pandemic. It was announced on Tuesday that the network's parent company, NBC Universal, would be making cutbacks. And the ending of E! News is a direct result of that. E's pop of the morning and in the room have also met a similar fate being canceled. E News was most recently hosted by Liliana Vasquez and Scott Tweedy, with the pair also serving as hosts of E's pop of the morning alongside Victor Cruz. In the room was hosted by Jason Kennedy, a former E News host. When it comes to pop culture, E News is like the cream of the crop. When I when I think of entertainment and entertainment hosting and entertainment journalism, I think of E News. They're the cream of the crop. It's It's what like everyone dreams of if you're, you know, a journalist in this field and interested in entertainment. That being said, they make some questionable decisions at times. And as I read in this story, it says that this is a financial fallout caused by the coronavirus pandemic. I think that they had been bleeding for a little while and the coronavirus pandemic just kind of like was the final straw. And, you know, last year, actually a year, I read a year to the day. So E! News was canceled. I think, yes, no, the day before. So it was canceled on Wednesday. It was announced that it was canceled. It was a year to the day that they announced, E! announced that they were going to be moving a lot of their offices to New York and they were going to be filming E! News in the morning. So they were moving it from an evening show. It always used to be at like six or seven at night. They were going to move it to a morning show and they were moving it to New York and they were going to get new hosts and they were just going to kind of revamp things and take it in a new direction. So they announced that about a year ago. And I I thought it was weird at the time. And I didn't like it. I mean, in the morning, I don't, uh, no one has time. Most people don't have time to watch this stuff in the morning. They're off to their jobs. They're doing things. They're getting the car, the kids in the car. What I liked about E! News is that I watched it at the end of the day. It was like a perfect wind down, watch E! News, and then I go to Shark Tank, and then I'm done for the night, you know? And and it was like the perfect wind down to the end of the day. I could watch it with a uh, with drinking a glass of wine. It was like my guilty pleasure. Having it in the morning is just, not, I'm not in the mood for that. I'm just really not. And this is me personally, but I, it was just a weird choice. It was a weird decision, and I didn't necessarily see the gain that they were getting from it. I also didn't know what they were getting 
by getting completely new hosts and changing all that. That being said, I really like Liliana Vasquez. I didn't know her until she moved to E! News, but I do really like her. So she's been a treat. This other guy was like Australian or New Zealand or something. I could take or leave him, honestly. It was just weird. And they revamped the show. The show had new branding. And I didn't necessarily like the branding of the show. It was different, but it wasn't better. And the outline of the show, again, it was different, but it wasn't better. And when you're making changes like that, it really has to be better. I mean, especially when you're making the change of moving it from one coast to the other coast, you can't make a huge change like that and just be like, well, it was a lateral move. Like, no, you need to have a move that is going to like take you to the next level. And it didn't. It was lateral or maybe even backwards a little bit. So I'm guessing with them moving there, you know, again, like I said, that was a year ago. And then as soon as the pandemic happened, so supposedly they aired E! News in their new format started in January. And so they did it for a couple months, two months, three months, two months, two and a half, maybe. So they did it for two and a half months as their new layout that they did. And then the pandemic happened and the shutdown happened and they stopped the show. Of course, a lot of shows stopped doing it. I was kind of surprised they didn't try to do some kind of at home version of the show. Like we've seen this with some of the other bigger shows, the Today Show or Regis and Kelly, Regis and Kelly, Kelly and Ryan. They've been doing like at home versions of the show. And granted, they're not as stimulating to watch, I don't think, but it's something rather than nothing. They didn't really try and do anything like that. They just stopped the show, which I thought was strange. But I, I I don't know. I'm not sure. I just think this was all a bad thing. They started, they started like they put the wound in their foot a year ago when they moved it to New York. Everyone thought that was weird. It was weird then. And then it just so happened that the pandemic happened and it really like it gave them the second wound to the side. And then it was just like they were just bleeding out, basically. The other thing that I thought was strange was that they have a lot of shows that are similar. So E! News is like the new show and then Pop of the Morning. And then they also have Daily Pop. And all three of these shows are like the same shit, basically. It's just different hosts and the formats are different. So a lot of it is just like regurgitation of the same information. And I don't know if you necessarily, I just think they were overdoing it on those types of shows. I They still have, um, they still are going to have Daily Pop and then Nightly Pop. But so E! News is gone. I guess I'm surprised they didn't keep E! News and get rid of Daily Pop. But then again, I'm sure ratings from E! News since they moved it over there, since they moved it to the East Coast, I'm sure ratings for E! News have gone down. And I just, I don't understand some of the moves that they've made. They are the cream of the crop when it comes to the entertainment industry. But some of the things they've done are just don't make sense to me. And this dates back to several years ago when Kat Sadler, who was a longtime reporter and ended up being the host of E! News with uh, Jason Kennedy, it, when she a couple years ago, gosh, it must be three to three to five years now, at least three years, she came out, she left the show, she left the network and came out and said that it was over a pay disparity and that Jason, they were doing the same work and that Jason was making almost double that she was and she wanted that to be more equal, rightfully so. And they refused to meet her there. And that left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. I think I started looking at E! News in a different light when that happened because it was just startling to see that she had been there just as long, was doing just the same amount of work, was obviously just as talented. They were a team and they couldn't even like entertain the thought of getting her in the ballpark when it came to pay range for for her counterpart, her male counterpart. So that situation in and of itself, uh, you know, not investing in their talent. I think having 
you know, talent that people know and resonate with is important. And not that I don't love Liliana and Scott Tweedy, but like no one knew who they were. <laughs> I didn't know who either of them were. Uh, so you're bringing like no name. You're totally changing the show. You're taking it to a different coast, moving it to a different time. And you're putting us with hosts that we don't know. So what's my incentive to watch this at a different time that isn't good for me when I don't know these people? I'm really disappointed that they didn't invest more in Kat Sadler and in their talent to keep their talent happy. A lot of, you know, another one of their great talent, I think, is Zuri Hall. She left the show. I think she could see that maybe that wasn't heading in the right direction. She went over. I think she's on like American Ninja Warrior now. She's like a host there and she does a whole bunch of other stuff. But she was another like great young talent that I would have loved to have seen them cultivate and get her to stay there. They obviously didn't. And it's just it's unfortunate. Again, they are such like the pinnacle and the cornerstone of entertainment news, but they do some shitty things and I just don't understand. So I hope that they can pull this around somehow. It's unfortunate that this is happening and no doubt there's been some financial losses because of the pandemic. But they this was this was started way before the pandemic by some shitty decisions that they made. And it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Three decades of a show being on and they can't pull it together and make something work. I I mean, that's just that's ridiculous. I mean, who do we have in charge there? I don't I don't know, but there needs to be some kind of change, I think. <laughs> I don't know how they can get it right for so long and then, you know, in recent years fail at at quote unquote getting it right so badly. I'm not sure. But I'm disappointed. This is sad. The E News is still the dream. I mean, I dream of being on E News. Every you know girl in my situation or entertainment reporter dreams of that. But it, it's been it's definitely colored it in a different light for me. And I don't know, maybe I need to dream of ET or something. I don't know. But I hope they can figure it out. It would be a shame to watch this network just crumble and burn. Uh, I hope they pull it together. All right, you guys, this was a juicy week for pop culture. I am so thankful that you stuck with me through this entire episode. I love that you guys come here and you just hear, like, listen to me spew pop culture. This is just, I love doing this. I love being able to chat with y'all. And I love the fact that you guys care about pop culture and you care about my opinions. So thank you so much for being here, you guys. I love y'all so much. If you're enjoying the show, please, please, please head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and write a review. Leave five stars. I mean, if you're going there and doing all that work, give us a five-star review. Why not? So go there, leave us a five-star review and write write just something about how funny and witty I am. That would be really great. That would really make my day. <laughs> um, in the meantime, you guys, you can follow along on Instagram at Candidly Speaking Podcast and I'm at Carrie Dacalespi. Slide my DMs. Just say hi. Say that you like the show. Uh, ask me to talk about something. Whatever you want to do, just uh, reach out. I'm friendly, I swear. In the meantime, you guys, I hope you have an amazing weekend. I hope you hug someone you love, do something fun, read a book, take a bath, whatever you got to do. Do you. You earned it. All right, you guys have a great weekend. We'll see you next time.